Welcome to the Fad Dads. This is a special episode where Seth and I dive deep into trends and challenges, and we also play a game called Fad or Fake. Tis the season, we also discuss Halloween, and we also have a new relationship segment that we discuss. All this and more on the Fad Dads. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Fad Dad Podcast, and I'm Seth. I'm Nathaniel. And today, uh, we will be discussing a few things. We'll be talking about a few popular fads that are happening nowadays. Uh, we're going to be talking about Halloween. Uh, we're going to do a new segment called uh, Fake or Fad. And uh, we will also be doing a little uh, relationship advice at the end. Absolutely. But first, we're going to kick it off by uh, talking about some fads that are going on right now. Yes, sir. Uh, Nathaniel, take us off. What's uh, what's a big fad that you've been seeing? All right. Uh, I think we both saw this. And in fact, I'm sure many people have seen this, the, uh, the milk crate fad. Uh-huh. And uh, for those who are not aware, it the fad, as best as I can describe it, is creating... Um, I don't know what we say, like almost a pyramid of milk carts. So uh, like, but not 3D. It's it's uh yeah, like a like a stair steps, like with just a, a line of, of line of milk crates stacked up in a uh, triangle. Right, and then you have to someone walks up, tries to walk up and down mm-hmm. without um, seriously injuring themselves, <laughs> or maybe that's the goal. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the challenge is to get uh, up and down uh, the other side of these milk crates. Right. I was introduced to this basically by watching people fail <laughs> and, and and injure themselves. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it just became one of those trends where you laughed at the people who were participating um, in a way that right when people were doing like parkour, Around uh-huh. what 2010 or so, 2005, 2010. <laughs> you, you could find some videos of people like doing the parkour and and, and doing it well, and uh-huh. then there were some people who it, it, it was a fail. So <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like it was you know for me watching the people do attempt the milk crate challenge was exclusively watching the pain ensue. That was the that's the whole idea of, of viewing it. Probably. It seems like it would be a very difficult task to do. Um, but I mentioned the, uh, this to you a little while ago, but I, I actually saw someone who completed it and did very well. And it was a girl who was in a skirt um, and high heels. Yeah. And I was fascinated by it. Um, it was incredible what guys who had no such... Um, 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 situation set against them where yep. they would not be able to do something that looks very easy and that's probably the tempting thing about it is that like you're watching these videos and you think how could these people fail it looks so simple uh and yet you know you just you're inclined to try it yes <laughs> and so that's my question to you seth would you try the milk crate challenge yes i would <laughs> No, I don't. I don't have nearly enough milk crate challenge um, or milk crates to try it. That's right. Um, but I can't say that if the opportunity presented itself, that I would not think about trying it. I don't know. It looks very tempting. Yeah, I don't know how I would feel doing it. I think the issue is is that you walk up, and if it was just an, 
right when things go bad if you could just jump off to the side uh-huh. that would be fine but i feel like since you're standing on blocks and the block that you're walking on could just cut out right in front of you it's not gonna fall to the side you're not just gonna go to the side you may just go straight down <laughs> most of the people that land on their close to their heads right exactly uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah and they, they don't fall five feet from the stair steps or the milk crates they right. fall on top of yes, the milk crates. exactly yes 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 unfortunately because because of the center of gravity i think um you're way high up and the crates which are very light are way down low and so as you start tipping left or right um the milk crates become unstable and you don't go with them right, right. <laughs> and, and and i know what you're thinking you're wondering why are we even talking about the milk crate challenge and for me i don't think that's the story i think that's it's a fad <laughs> it's dumb it's one of these things that come off of tiktok and and yeah you know it's interesting to 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 think about oh how how might i approach it if i was doing it but uh-huh. um i think the real story is this got banned from tiktok okay um yes yes it did i wasn't really aware of that you were the one who kind of told me hey seth they got banned um i can still find videos of it on tiktok uh, i don't have tiktok i can find it on instagram and youtube yes yeah, so so, <laughs> I, so so what's interesting to me is that tiktok is taking a very um you know, they, they like to censor things, <laughs> and and we're the, and they've gone after these videos. Um, really? Uh, yeah, of course. TikTok has over like a billion active users on the mm-hmm. website, mm-hmm. and so it's very difficult to, you know, remove videos as fast as they can come up. Um, but the thing with ads is, you know, the milk market challenge is going to be in the distance. You know, yeah, so, sooner than later. I think that's kind of what their strategy is: is to knock off to knock off. Um, as much of these videos as they can <laughs> for public health purposes. Public health purposes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you, you seem I think, to... <laughs> well, I don't know. I think you would have to ban a lot on TikTok <laughs> <laughs> if we were talking about public health purposes. Yeah. Um, but speaking of public health purposes, did you know that the FDA discouraged the milk challenge? Under what grounds? What do you mean? Just because it's dangerous? Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a headline that I saw as I was kind of looking this up. And turns out what that actually was was a tweet that they replied to because it was Conan O'Brien, the the, the night host. Late night 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 host. Yeah. yeah, uh, Who tweeted. uh, it It was kind of a joke that he said he would try it if the fda approved it to which the fda replied well we can regulate milk but we can't recommend this someone either so we recommend you enjoy your milk and take the craze back to the store that's what they said and all the new news outlets reported the fda discourages discourages or does not recommend doing the milk crate challenge <laughs> and that seems a little disingenuous to me <laughs> to, to take that right obviously someone who, whoever is the twitter controller at the fda you know they, yeah. they try to hire some marketing person not just some dull doctor who's like do not attempt challenge. <laughs> right <laughs> or, or uh, we have no comment you know someone they must pay someone over there to to be a little bit right. clever so kind of like the wendy's yeah right <laughs> it's someone who knows nothing about food or drugs clearly <laughs> is writing these tweets yes. 
Right. And so, yeah, when I saw that, when I saw the headline, I thought, no way, no way. The FDA is getting way ahead of themselves now. Like, obviously, if you're trying to be healthy, you shouldn't try the milk crate challenge. But they're actually, it's the Food and Drug Administration. But no, I did a little bit of digging and I found out it was the media that spun it to make it seem kind of like they're discouraging it. And it yep. was just a joke, pretty much. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's it's sort of like the the Babylon Bee, I guess, or the or the Onion. <laughs> you know, you could say you know CNN runs headline: "The Onion says, <laughs> you know, do not do one of the challenges that we're going to talk about later." <laughs> right. So um, I don't know. What do you think about the censorship? Uh, that that TikTok. Do, do you think that that is a good thing for TikTok to practice? Is is to discourage these unhealthy, um, destructive practices? Well, let's talk about something else they censored as well. Okay. Uh, and this is all the rage in uh, September. Mm-hmm. So it's currently October, but in September, the the whole rage mm-hmm. was the Devious Licks challenge. Right. So, for those who are unaware of the Devious Licks challenge, it was uh, popularized. By someone destroying, you know, I think it probably started a little bit smaller than what it became uh-huh. of someone who just probably took a soap dispenser in a public restroom, and they said, "Hey, look, this is my this is my lick," and lick being, um, you know, a euphemism for this is the the Object. bad things. Yeah, this is the bad thing that I've done. Can you top it? And so <laughs> that started people destroying bathrooms by. Stealing toilets, uh-huh. stealing sinks, <laughs> stealing you know, stealing um, yeah, you know, dr- uh, hair dry or hand drying dispensers, mm-hmm. and uh, and as a result of this, you know, schools bathrooms were getting trashed all over the place because mm-hmm. a lot of the users who were um, being involved in the devious licks challenge were students, right? You know, you know were minors, mm-hmm. and it got so bad that that some schools had to actually close down their bathrooms <laughs> because this was going on. <laughs> Have you watched any? I have seen um, some TikTokers, and th- and this is the, the the one of the insane parts is that you have the criminals videoing themselves in the act of the crime. Right, <laughs> <laughs> they get caught right away. <laughs> and um, I-, I saw uh, one person uh, talk about the Devious Licks challenge, and they were like. This is not funny. <laughs> like, it's, it's a little funny. It's very amusing to me. And as awful as it seems, I can't help but be very amused that it's just, it's funny that these these institutions called public school that are just awful places. I went to one for forever and I went to a good one. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's the worst bit of vandalism you, you saw when you went to school? Do you, do you remember? Uh, Winnebago High School was fine. Okay. No, I didn't. So no, no one was uh, taking uh, vandalism apart st- stalls or stealing teachers' food from the no lounges. The, uh, TikTok wasn't a thing when I was in high school. Okay, no. Um, but that being said, I, I do know that they can be really bad, and I know that things are, especially since COVID started, have been pretty bad inside of public schools. Mm-hmm. And that um, as of recently, I think they've started teaching critical race theory, right? Yeah. Yep. Instead of public schools. Um, Usually in the guise of like the 1619 project or something by Amy <clears throat> Rex Kendi, like a children's curriculum, yeah, right? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they wouldn't call, there's like no curriculum that's called critical race theory. Yeah. But uh, teachers unions run everything. And so if you're like a bad teacher, you don't get fired. Yeah. You know, you're stuck in the classroom. The COVID, through COVID, 
teachers were just lazy. They wouldn't come back and teach in, in person, even though data and research clearly shows that kids cannot learn over the computer, mm-hmm. basically. Yep. Um, I just feel like now is just an awful, awful time for public schools. And it just, I can't help but slap my leg <laughs> and laugh that there is just this 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 moment of you're you're getting what you can you know what you asked for to 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 the public school figureheads who who arranged the school boards who um um you know i there is something to be said about being able to discipline children you know and and to and to raise them up correctly now though i don't advocate for um abusing children um I, there isn't nearly enough of of <clears throat> raising children correctly in today's society and and i think it comes out in these challenges and i find it funny <laughs> exactly and that and that struck me as as one article that i read was like oh, you know teachers are already having to deal with so much and they're already fatigued and you add this on top of it mm-hmm. like so so where is the accountability for these kids right right they're 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 going on tiktok they're posting these these licks like a deer mount on their wall <laughs> and it's like who's Right, we have we have U.S. senators who are weighing in on the challenge, saying, "Hey, this is not acceptable, and TikTok needs to be held accountable for this. They're, cu- they're culpable." Where are their parents? <laughs> I mean, that, that's that certainly crossed my mind. Yeah, but yeah. So, so where wh- where are the solutions to this? And like, why can't schools regulate this by kicking them out of school? To school, I guess maybe right. truancy laws, or I don't know. There just seems like there should be some consequence and and i know some people did get arrested throughout the the month but yeah i think they can get suspended there was not enough messaging going around saying hey this was not acceptable Mm -hmm. because the the damage and the rant i mean it was widespread Mm -hmm. uh across the country of schools getting vandalized Mm -hmm. and that just seemed like that someone should have nipped that in the bud right away. <laughs> um, and of course, at, you know, towards the end, right, TikTok was on that as well, and they and they were censoring that trend or that mm-hmm. hashtag on TikTok mm-hmm. to try to quash it as much as possible. But you know, they can only do, once again they can only do so much uh, with as many users that they have and as many uploads as they have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would like to point out, I don't know, is TikTok still owned by China? Exactly. <laughs> just asking (laughs) well so right china currently right they they have like a three hour a week limit on their kids playing video games Mm -hmm. right that's that that just happened and that's a that's a real thing right and we're not advocating for that we we don't we don't like authoritarian authoritarianism (laughs) (laughs) big word right but i mean it's this is what TikTok is, though, right? It's 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 run Man. by a bunch of people who love censoring stuff, and and you, and you wonder, right? If they really wanted to mess this country up, right? <laughs> <laughs> they would just let the devious Lex challenge go. <laughs> yeah, right. And Nathaniel, I would like to ask you: Has there been a figurehead in the recent, not too recent past, who stood up and said, "You know, this TikTok, <laughs> maybe we should." Do something about them. Does does a pub, does a public figurehead come to mind? What, have have there been have there been any well, outside? Say, have there been a number over one, <laughs> or has I, there only been one? I I cannot imagine anybody in the Oval Office 
now or in the past, who has ever advocated for <laughs> removing TikTok? Banning TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> or censoring TikTok? Or, I don't know. Um, something to think about, I suppose, right? right? <laughs> uh, and it's it, there does seem to be a, a lot of bad stuff that happens to TikTok, especially since the... Right, we thought that tweets were bad and, and mm-hmm. Facebook posts were bad for mm-hmm. getting information. Right, mm-hmm. you think about legacy media and reading stuff in a newspaper or in a magazine or mm-hmm. good heavens, even a book. Right, um, and now we have these fifteen to thirty second videos, and this is how what Gen Z are mm-hmm. getting their information. This is how they're mm-hmm. they're 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 locked in to things like that, and this is how you know information could be moving for for the, for the next generation. Yeah, as a millennial, I I think that I'm I'm trendy by using Facebook, and just, <laughs> you know I've been eclipsed now. TikTok is the Twitter for young people. That is how they're doing it. And I have, I remember when TikTok first came out, I was, I saw, I kept seeing ads for it. Yeah. Everywhere. And nobody used it. And they look like, like short videos of people doing really stupid things. And I was like, this, it will never catch on. Yeah. It, it looks so dumb. Right. Um, And I can't believe that they're advertising this much. Where do they get all this money for advertising? Right. Where is it coming from? And I really should have been asking that more because little did we know, <laughs> it was from the CCP. <laughs> it's, a, it's all the interest that we pay right. at China on our debt, I guess. Uh-huh. And then, okay. And then fast forward about two years. I'm outside of high school now. Um, I see that um, my younger siblings have it on their smartphones. And I think, what are you doing, right? And then it was not, I think, three or four months later that my wife had it most of my friends had it and i was left in the dust just wondering what has this world come to and um i've never gotten it (laughs) i will never get it (laughs) and i and and i will be frankly honest i i know why they're alluring i don't well i i don't know why they're alluring but they are i know that they are because um every social media platform now has a version of their own tiktok youtube has it instagram has it and if I'm not careful, I get trapped on Instagram and YouTube because those are the social media platforms that I do use. And so if I'm not careful, I can go onto there and get TikToks basically. And so it's been something I've been fighting hard. And it's I've I've come within threads of just getting rid of Instagram for that reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because well, I, I think that that's a testament to how powerful the algorithm is. Because that's my understanding of, of TikTok mm-hmm. is the algorithm mm-hmm. can so quickly figure out what you want to see that they're just pumping videos to you and and right it's so easy to click especially if it's you know short short little bits you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um nathaniel have you heard what is on the site because you said devious looks was for september yeah apparently there's one for october there is one for october and you know it <laughs> i do know it <laughs> well, well enlighten our audience <laughs> okay so this was a it was a list that was posted um that said hey you know this devious looks was just for september here's the list for the next several months. This month's challenge in October is Smack a Staff Member Challenge, <laughs> which is all about smacking the backside of a faculty member in school. Oh, the backside. I thought it was in the face. <laughs> Either way. You know, and we laugh because no, no, it's no, no, kind no. of... No, 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 no. The face and the rear end have very different connotations, and I could see how the rear end would be very, very funny. <laughs> We're not advocating violence, by the way. <laughs> uh, but um, so I know some some people uh, in law enforcement and are like, "Hey, don't do this." 
at all. Although I know some people have been, um, some TikTok have not discouraged TikTok users from already doing, you know, smack a. Have you uh, seen any videos? I have not watched any videos that seem like that would be too much of playing into. Like, I can watch people fall off the milk crate (laughs) for my enjoyment, uh, but that that feels like I'm entering too much into the gladiator uh, arena if I watch uh, the students smack teachers. Maybe so, but I... When you listen to descriptions of these TikToks, right, they are completely different from what you actually see in the TikTok, right? Because you can describe the action, but it's just a completely different vibe from what you get watching the video. Right. So I looked for it, and I have not found anything. It's not on YouTube. It's not on Instagram. There is no—I cannot find a Slap a Teacher video. And again, I don't have TikTok. So maybe I need to steal my wife's phone and look it up. <laughs> but I, well, in theory, in theory, they're trying to, to, to ban that as well. So I guess it's it's you versus censorship. Who's faster? <laughs> well, it's October twelfth. I would imagine that something should have gotten onto YouTube at the least. Sure, sure, yeah. Somebody has to be talking about it. Videos have to be somewhere. If people are truly trying it, or I'm wondering if it's red herring set by those who are now getting ahead of the algorithm. Yeah, so maybe, maybe it's not as much of a fad as it's let out to believe. It is a devious lick <laughs> from September. <laughs> Stealing our attention. All right. Well, uh, that will lead us into our next segment called Fake or Fad, where we tried to um, give each other um, different possible challenges, and the other has to decide whether or not it is a fake or a fad. Yeah, I mean, there's so much you know misinformation going on in the, in the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this something that's real or is it fake? And I've got I've got three excellent trends and fads or challenges that are going on right now, or are they really? This or that, this or that, this or that. Mm-hmm. That's why you're ruining my Christmas. Fake or fad? Let's hear them. All right, all right. Let's, I. Uh... Uh... Not going to say much, but I believe I will be an expert at this. (laughs) Okay, all right. So uh, maybe you've seen this, maybe you haven't. Maybe this is real, maybe it's not. The Benadryl Challenge. What this does is it encourages TikTok users to film themselves consuming large doses of Benadryl to, well, the goal is to create hallucinations. (laughs) Is that a thing or not? Fake or fad? This, Nathaniel, is a fad. I happen to know this one. I happen to know this one. I haven't seen it. From personal experience? (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Okay. Hit me with another one. All right. I was right. Okay. All right. Here's here's one. It's it's not so much a challenge, Mm -hmm. but this is this is a fad. Where is it? So this is in South Korea, mm-hmm. where uh, taxes are really high in South Korea on uh, on real estate now. So the common people are looking for new ways to diversify their uh, investment portfolio. So they're they're buying shares in art. Over uh, hundreds of millions of dollars have been spent so far. Like uh, uh, won is the uh, currency in South Korea, but that equates to like hundreds of millions of dollars have been spent just in this past year mm. on uh, diversifying the portfolio in art. Fake or fad? <laughs> I'm trying to read you here. Now, <clears throat> I would say that it is a fad because of the recent boom in the uh, digital market uh, with digital currencies and digital art. But I would say it's a fad, but seems a little 
a little bit specific, and I'm going to say that it's a fake fad. This is a real fad. No! <laughs> uh, a real fad, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, a lot of rich are getting uh, ahead of this as well, but uh, who are buying up huge amounts of art, like ownership of art. Okay. Not necessarily to hang up on their on their walls, but uh-huh. uh, just to, to own art as kind of an investment hedge um, against uh, some of these high prices uh, since real estate is no longer the, the uh, way to go since how highly it's regulated. In NFTs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what they are? Maybe so. NFTs? Oh, okay. Because that's taking with the American market, too. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought it was something completely different. But, uh... <laughs> Dang it. I was close. Okay, all right. All right. Uh, this is another one. <laughs> um, this is a crazy, crazy fad. Or, okay. Or is it? This is a challenge. It's a TikTok. Um, it's called the Selfie with a Wild Animal Challenge. Uh, and you can get points depending on the animal you get a selfie with. Uh, so, for example, um, I don't know who sets this arbitrary standard, but uh, you get one point if you get a selfie with a rabbit. You can get two points if you get a selfie with a fish. Um, the highest mark is 10 points if you get a, a selfie with a bear. Um, it's outside a zoo. Okay, so uh, Mike Juicer 662 claims, this is a TikTok user, and he claims in, in July that he has uh, the lead with 24 points. His high mark, allegedly, is a seven-pointer because he took a selfie with an anaconda. Okay. Fake or fad? Fake or fad. Hmm. Studying studying this year. Trying to read your <laughs> trying to read your, your poker face here, Nathaniel. Yeah. yeah. Listen, people on TikTok. <laughs> this is about to get real. There, there's a lot of people on TikTok. People on TikTok, they don't like points. They don't like point systems. They grew up in the school system. There's a lot of points there. They don't like it. Clearly, from the Devious Leaks Challenge. Now, I'm not a genius, but... (laughs) It would be hard for me to believe that they set up point systems for these challenges. Furthermore, the highest points with a bear... Depends on depends on it. It would depend on the quality of the selfie. Now, if you had a bear in the background, right, like a mile off, and then you took a selfie with it, that's one thing. But if like a proper selfie, they're they're up close and personal, right? I'm gonna call this a fake. It is a fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were good trying to uh, lead me on with the fake username and uh, and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're two for three. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm happy with it. That's those are uh, those are winning numbers. Not in the school system. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have one, two, three, four, five for you. So <clears throat> now the first one, the first one is called the tooth filing challenge, and this is where um, if you have teeth right that are more or less uneven than others. Participants will take a file and file down that tooth until it matches the others. Wow. Fake or fad? We're going with fad on this one because I really feel like that's something that they would do on TikTok. <laughs> it is a fad. It is a fad. This is actually done, and this would fall in the category of um, something a little bit destructive because, as it was explained by dentists, uh, when you remove your outer layer of enamel, um, it doesn't come back. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and why should it? <laughs> or, um, you know, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those diagrams of the workings of a tooth. But, you know, you have the enamel on the outside yep. that's protective, and then there's, like, the softer layer, and then the inside is, like, the nerves and the yeah. blood and stuff like that. So dentists highly do not recommend doing this <laughs> tooth filing challenge. All right. Um, all right. Next, we have the... <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm laughing because I'm too good or because these challenges are too real. <clears throat> this one is called the Boxing Eggs Challenge. And basically, it has two people uh, who put eggs in their mouth, like a whole egg, right? And then they begin, they, they do a boxing match. And the first person to get really whacked right in the right in the face, in the jaw, they get a mouthful of raw egg and they lose the challenge. They lose. Is this a fake or a fad? They lose more than the challenge. <laughs> um, so I have seen the egg game, which is where two people grab a a uh, an egg and they they attack you know mm-hmm. the the shells to see which one breaks and then you keep running the the the, the egg that keeps winning as again ram it against as many eggs as possible to see how long it lasts oh and so you, at, the, at the very end you have a very big uh pan of scrambled eggs <laughs> uh, uh i'm gonna say fake oh you got me <laughs> <laughs> i just no <laughs> All right. Good, good. You're, you are two for two, Nathaniel. <clears throat> All right. Let's keep coming. On. All right. The third one is the pee your pants challenge. <laughs> this is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> what's what's the goal? <laughs> pee your pants. <laughs> I'm going to say fad because it just seems like that's too easy to do. It's a fad. <laughs> Okay. Apparently, this was in the midst of COVID, and someone thought it was a great idea to get on camera and pee their pants, and that is exactly what they did. Okay. Wow. All right. Um, the TikTok, you are. I feel like they should never go away. It's just it's, too much. It's too beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Nathaniel, you're doing very well. Three for three. Three. All right. Number four, the eating frozen honey challenge. People put. Uh, honey in a bottle uh, put it in the freezer freeze it and then eat it fake or fad this does, a lot of people do things with honey since it's a natural sweetener mm-hmm. and this sounds like something that could be real I've never heard about it I'm not sure I would do it I wouldn't be opposed to it I'm not sure if it's any better than normal honey I want to say this is a fad it is a fad. All right. This okay. actually happened, and it was notable because people actually um, had digestive issues from it. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, apparently, they would have stomach aches and cramping, um, and it was it did not turn out well for the people who tried it, um, <laughs> but it was a fad. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Four for five. Uh, four, four to four. Um, one last one. <clears throat> Now, this one is called the Taco Sushi Challenge, and this is where participants would go to Taco Bell and order sushi and record <laughs> the order taker's reaction to their request. Fake or fad? Uh, I'm going to say fad because I feel like that's something that can happen. It is fake. No! <laughs> I totally made that up. 
Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. I, 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 yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe this comes from me never going into a, a, a Taco Bell, and I can only imagine what's on their menu. Uh, <laughs> maybe they actually do have sushi on the menu some days. Who knows? Um, you know, they actually can't. They, they try to Americanize a lot of different things. So I think they have. No, oh, what's the last thing that they did? I, I hadn't tried it, but I will tell you what. They do have an excellent breakfast crunch wrap um, where there is a tortilla. And then I think they layer it with various breakfast foods like eggs, bacon, whatnot. And then they put like a, a round crunchy tortilla mm-hmm. on top of that and then do another layer of like the eggs, yeah. stuff like that, yep. and fold it up into like a nice little pouch, yep. right? And so you can literally hold the whole thing. Don't have to worry about, you know, the fillings dropping out. Yep. It's wonderful. Yeah. My favorite. I have this um, uh, this friend who's from Mexico and mm-hmm. he, he he says, you know, because yeah, you asked him about Taco Bell, and he says, you know, the best thing to get at Taco Bell is, uh, you know, you you go and and so you you get a taco and you you, you wrap it up in a napkin and and you throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great, great, great accent, Nathaniel. <laughs> All right, this has been fake or fad. All right, so. One of the things that I want to talk about is um, is a fad that happens in October. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's everyone knows it. It's called Halloween. Now, seeing as we both come from religious backgrounds, we probably have stronger feelings about Halloween than some. Um, so, uh, Seth, as we talk about Halloween, why don't you describe your evolution of of the holiday for you sure okay uh so when i was a lot younger uh we never celebrated halloween and i never understood why um i was a big fan of dressing up which was actually highly encouraged in our house dressing up as what uh various things pirates knights yep. uh cowboys cowboys and indians uh take your pick it was it was a big fat in our house um we would actually play uh the dress up game where we put all of our dress up gowns in the middle of the floor um and we would have teams split off, and each team would have a turn going out and picking a one piece out of the pile, and they would have to put something together. And then after a certain amount of rounds, everyone would come out and show whatever weird creation of a costume they had created yep. from our pile. And it was very popular when I was young. Um, but for whatever reason, I never understood, well, why can't we just put on a costume and go ask neighbors for candy? That doesn't seem too bad for me, and uh, I was a little disappointed by it. But... Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't exactly taught why we didn't really celebrate it. Um, just that it was bad and we didn't do that sort of thing. And so, um, anyways, I eventually grew out of it in my early teen, um, mid teen years until I started dating my wife Mm -hmm. and she had always celebrated Halloween. It was, it's one of her favorite, um, uh, holidays. Um, and so she kind of pulled me into celebrating it with her. And I think the first year that I celebrated Halloween, we got shark onesies. Okay, that's good. <laughs> like baby shark. Yeah. Yeah, those ones. And that's what we were for Halloween. Um, and there's something kind of, there was something fun. We kind of just hung out and handed out uh, candy to kids as they came to uh, her parents' house in the neighborhood. And it was kind of fun. Um. And then in recent years, uh, I've gone a little bit more far out. Um, last year, I was um, I didn't want to spend money on a costume, so I like put on like a really nice suit and had her like paint my face as like a skull. So I was like a dead 
nicely dressed dead dude i don't know (laughs) something fun um so she painted her face like a skull also um and she was a uh flapper oh a flapper yeah like a 50s flapper Mm -hmm. girl for you know just for fun and uh we took my little sister trick-or-treating around the neighborhood and uh it's uh it's a different vibe um than other uh holidays obviously Mm mm-hmm but generally, it's very good-willed. Um, everyone's out having a good time. Um, there are some people who really enjoy scaring other people with their um, get-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, we came to a house. <sighs> it was completely decked out. They had strobe lights. There was people lined up around the block to get candy. They went all out. And I think every member of their family were dressed up in these crazy clown outfits. and um, Like killer clown Mm-hmm. outfits very yeah. well elaborate and well done um and one of them had a chainsaw with the chain removed um but a chainsaw nonetheless and was revving it and waving it around mm-hmm. um and my younger sister was extremely terrified and for whatever reason we decided to go ahead and go up to that house and get candy <laughs> <laughs> great role model <laughs> i don't know i don't remember if it was me who said oh yeah let's do it but we went up there and i was with my little sister and as we were getting up the porch, there was people walking around everywhere. There was the killer clown with a chainsaw jumped out at us. And my little sister screamed her head off. And you probably heard her scream around the block. <laughs> and everyone was laughing. It was a lot of fun. Um, so she got her candy and we were walking away. And the clown singled her out. <laughs> and started following her. <laughs> we were across the street. We were houses down. We were walking far away from the house, from the party, right? And the clown was following us. <laughs> and Molly, uh, my little sister Molly, she kept looking behind us. And <laughs> I could feel her poor little cold hands <laughs> just gripping me. Like, Seth! Seth! He's coming! He's coming after me! Seth! <laughs> and you didn't feel bad at all? No, it was hilarious! <laughs> It was, I, I was, I was honestly scared myself. It was, now I wasn't scared he was going to hurt us. Obviously he had the chain removed, but it was freaky. He was a big dude in a killer clown outfit, walking slowly, but steadily towards us as we walked away and tried to get away. And, um, he never got like up close to us. He eventually gave up. He didn't get you guys. No, no. Um, if he did, I probably would have been like, come on, man. This is my little <laughs> sister. Can you just please stop? <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it, you know, around Christmas time, everyone is very like, oh, Merry Christmas. Very cheery and, yeah. and happy. And Halloween, it's just like, people are still cheery and, uh, and happy, but it's, uh, there's a just darker element where people, uh, enjoy scaring other people. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, it's always good natured, which I appreciate, um. Um, and it always seems like a party. And so uh, I've come to enjoy it uh, for what it is. Um, there are definitely darker elements that I think calls to a lot of our inner, like, I don't know, like maybe psyche is the right word um, instead of humans for people who are lovers of Edgar Allan Poe mm-hmm. and um, uh, Tim Burton. Yep right um there is definitely something about fall and autumn um where there's just kind of like a chill you know and and things start getting darker 
and um, trees when they start to lose their leaves start looking very craggly, right? Yeah. And it kind of puts like some creepy thoughts into your head, and and that they're kind of fun, mm-hmm. like it, it in that sense. Yeah. And so um, that's what that's kind of my evolution with Halloween. It's not. I was. I don't think I would say I was ever necessarily against it, but it was something that I just hadn't grown up with, and uh, now it's just something that it's. Uh, uh, a cool Halloween uh, holiday just to have fun with. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Nathaniel? Yeah. So, right, as I was doing research for the topic, you know, mm-hmm. I looked back in the origins and it's not quite as sinister as, right, there's some, you know, it's, it's, it's Celtic in origin and, mm-hmm. and some people would say, oh, there's, there's human sacrifice involved, but that's kind of mostly been discredited by the sources that I was looking at. And mm-hmm. so, um, definitely pagan in terms of right they would they're afraid of creatures who would come out around that time and, and mm-hmm. spirits and so they would put out food to kind of appease the, <laughs> appease the spirits and the monsters that would be out there uh-huh. um and then you know you kind of have the right the, the catholic church that comes in with um right all saints day where they're uh they're also trying to pray for the spirits of the lost through purgatory mm-hmm. and uh they're trying to you know that they they're ringing bells to keep spirits away and things like that and 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 you know i mean i think that was initially in april and eventually got moved to kind of the fall and mm-hmm. um and so there's definitely i'm sure people who were you know even back then who would do dark occultic things but for sure basically that, that wasn't the overtones that i was <clears> saying actual sorcery yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly well you know there's like the, the cult of or like the church of satan that's even alive today which i think is more humanist than yeah. like occultish but there's certainly people who like practice wiccan and i think and they witches. were called the druids right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> but kind of where i was seeing that it was popularized in this country anyway was uh um the around like the Great Depression, you had all these young people who were basically doing the devious licks challenge before it was cool. <laughs> so they were right, they're like going out and causing trouble and stealing signposts and knocking over stuff and mm-hmm. and apparently I don't know how many people were this, but like communities would be like, oh, we need to control these kids. <laughs> and so they try to like get a get away from them to kind of channel their mischief into a different direction and that's mm-hmm. where like the you know trick-or-treat things and they have these festivals and these kind of these haunted houses that they would you know go to and and just kind of direct those mischievous energies to like something else yeah something <laughs> else exactly uh-huh. um instead of tiktok sen- censoring stuff you know they had to be a little bit more uh clever with how they quell the uh the youthful mischief <laughs> i guess I, there's a part of me that um, I, I I don't mind dressing up. I kind of like the whole costume thing. Um, that surprises me because uh, your family loves it. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't mind it. I, I think it's I think it's fun. Okay, okay. It's the what, what gets me is the 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 element of Halloween where it's all the it's the the skulls and the undead and the evil spirits and things and the grotesque mm-hmm. images that mm-hmm. I I don't love, especially with having you know little kids um, and they they kind of looking at it and they kind of go, what's going on there? And I, and I guess, you know, part of with kind of my philosophy of uh, thinking that there is resurrection from the dead, it's not dead and decay and darkness and undead mm-hmm. <laughs> as the case may be, but um, that there is life after death and that, you know, that death doesn't have to 
uh, Conquerors. I mean, like, I, I, get, I mean, everybody's got a skeleton, I guess, but, 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 you know, why does it have to be, you know, out as a scary object? Um, Do you think that um, a, a fear of death can be uh, reinforced by these Halloween stereotypes? I think there's a, there's kind of a callousness that, that comes from it where it's like, oh, this is all not real. It's all just a game and, and, you know, we don't, with scary stuff and, and it kind of, I don't know, it, it might, right, I mean, there's definitely, people like the feeling of getting scared and, and things mm-hmm. like that. And I even remember having fun. Uh, there was like, because uh, my dad was on the park district board and one time they had like kind of the hayride thing. And uh-huh. I was with my brother and him and we had like weird outfits and we kind of went out on the road and we had the chainsaw that didn't have the chainsaw. <laughs> and, and we kind of go after the, uh, the, 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 the hayride. And, and so, you know, some of that can be fun, but I also think there, there's just enough like grotesque imagery surrounding it that, is kind of a turnoff for me. So mm-hmm. if it was just, if it was just, you know, hey, let's dress up and get some candy. Although, you know, candy, you're terrible for your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not great for small children. I, I, I would be, you know, more inclined to go with it. But uh, I don't know. I just, that that level of, of like undead imagery, it doesn't, just doesn't sit with me. And I don't know. I'd rather, yeah. it, it's not be something my kids um, are seeing at four and two. Yeah, I, I can't say that I'm the hugest fan of it either. Um, yeah, I don't know if if you noticed all of the uh, the blood on our windows as you were walking in. <laughs> but I'd say that might be kind of borderline what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. You know, um, again, I, uh, I I would blame my wife for uh, her her taste in date decor, <laughs> but. Um, yes, I have seen my fair share of, of the grotesque displays, and I would say that I agree that I'm not, not a fan of it. Yeah. Um, like, a few things that I would be okay with are bats, right? Sure. Creepy. Spiders. Jack- Jack- I love jack-o'-lanterns. They're, jack-o'-lanterns are cool. Yeah, yeah, they are cool. I'm okay with skeletons, because they're real. Yeah, but usually skeletons stay in your body, and they don't, they don't leap out at you and, <laughs> and attack you just like that. But, like, um... Are you you're familiar with Dia de los Muertos, right? Uh, they it's it's linked to Halloween, um, but it's not. I guess it's supposed to be separate, even though it comes around like the same time every year. And basically, it's the Mexican celebration where oh yes, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Now. Yeah. yeah, where they're the spirits of their dead will come back and spend the day with their family, kind yeah. of right. something like that, where they remember their family member yeah, by yeah, setting yeah. up a shrine to them, basically, and yeah. put out their favorite food and stuff like that. And there's a large emphasis on skulls in that in that as well. And um, I don't know, um, maybe like jaded is the right term for me that I just don't really care. I mean, skulls are just kind of like a, uh, I guess they are kind of a symbol of death. Um, but it is also like anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think they're kind of cool. And so I think that there is definitely a, um, like, with Dia de los Muertos, they take the skull and they, they paint it up. You know, they make it colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, it, it depends on how it's represented. You know, like, if you were to have a skull that had, like, red lights inside of it and made creepy noises, then that's one thing. But, you know, um, a skull that's been painted up it definitely sends a different message. Um and one that I'm not as opposed to. Sure. If that makes sense. Sure. Um, so, you know, uh, and I, those might just be my personal taste as far as 
my comf- comfortability with the the goriness of what can be Halloween. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So so yeah. All right. So that is our our discussion of Halloween as a fad, and and uh, yeah, take it or leave it. Seth is definitely a take it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, it's not my favorite hollow, uh, holiday by by any stretch of the means, uh, but I don't mind it yeah. not at all. All right, <laughs> cool, cool. All right. Well, I think we're gonna move on to our final segment then. Yes, sir. And uh, this is where I like to think of us as helpful. Uh, like a lot, of, you know, a lot of social media, a lot of, a lot of stuff on TikTok, you know, Facebook. It's all about, you know, void, voidful, you know, decadence. And we're here to change that. <laughs> we're here to fix some things. We're here to help you. Yeah, we're here to save relationships. You know, changing hearts, changing minds, protecting the family, and laugh at them. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so. We've got a couple of, uh, of problems that we've uncovered from the internet, and we have the solutions for them. Nathaniel, where did you find yours? All right, I, f- I found mine on Reddit. I found mine on Reddit. Okay, good. All right, <laughs> would you like to go first? Sure, All sure. Right, okay. Uh-huh, let me let me read this out. Um, okay. Now, I had to... It was difficult for me to find something, I'll be honest. That was family-friendly. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot on Reddit. Some of them were interesting, but I, I found one. I found one. Okay, so here right. goes. Here goes. <clears throat> the question is, how can I stop feeling resentment towards my husband for going back on letting me stay at home mom and making me the primary breadwinner after having a baby? Okay. All right. <clears throat> I have always wanted to be a stay at home mother for the first few years of having a baby. This was something I was open about soon after I started dating my now husband. He told me that he felt exactly the same, that he would like that too. After we got married and started trying for a baby, we again discussed this, and the agreement was I'd stay at home. I am not a freeloader. I've worked for many. I worked for. I worked very hard for years. My husband expressed nothing other than enthusiastic, saying he couldn't wait uh, to provide for his family. The day before I was supposed to stop working, he told me he didn't think he should have to work and would prefer to be the stay-at-home dad. I was not okay with this, but he wouldn't listen, so I had no choice but to shelve my dreams of being a home of being a stay-at-home mom and went back to work shortly after giving birth. However, it has been a month and I feel resentment resentment like I was lied to. I don't want to dwell on negativity. How can I let go of my resentment? Wow. Take it away, Nathaniel. Alright, alright. First of all, <laughs> um Alright, this is gonna get deep. Okay. This is gonna get heavy. Okay. Okay. Alright. Hit me. I think you kicked the schlub out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, like good for nothing. <laughs> Suck a potato sitting on the couch. <laughs> uh, honestly, the here's a couple of things that I think is interesting. Like, like you know, we, we th- modern feminism is women do what they want. They conquer the workplace. Mm-hmm. But honestly, this is... This is not feminism at play here. This is a product of modern feminism, Nathaniel. I, I actually... <laughs> um, if this is a product of modern, modern, modern feminism, 
feminism stinks. And I'll tell you why. Because she <laughs> lost the argument. <laughs> Her husband unilaterally just said, hey, uh, you're going to do this. <laughs> and so if I'm a woman, I don't feel very empowered right now. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. And, and obviously, she's very sensitive to... To freeloading. I mean, that's right. She's she says that in her yes her. So she is sensitive to that, um, probably because she thinks he's freeloading. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, right. If I'm giving some relation now, if I'm just speaking, if I'm speaking to her, mm-hmm. what I'm telling her is that um, you got to start pulling your weight, buddy. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, there is something to maternal instincts that uh, you don't really don't want to get in the way in between. Uh, a mother and her child mm-hmm. uh, long term you know maybe there's some situations maybe where it makes sense for the for the dad to stay at home and the wife to work but in this case if it, it seems like she has a strong calling to be at home and I'm thinking Bubba needs to uh, <laughs> 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 needs to re-enter the workforce here's a couple thoughts that I had that were a little bit different than alright alright go first of all I, I know I guess I don't know. I don't know who this is. I don't know the situation. But I can't help but feel like we don't have the whole story. All right. Go ahead. Men don't change their mind like this. This is a trait that usually is accustomed to women. Changing their mind on the flip of a dime. Right? Going yeah, from- yeah. Because, I, because that's, that's where I thought it was going. Because I thought that she was going to be dedicated to working... <laughs> To working. What and a then sexist, we, <laughs> Nathaniel. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought she was going to say, I was going to, I was committed to working, yes. but then after I had my baby, I want to stay at home, and my husband's not okay with that because he doesn't want to lose the income. That's where I thought it was going until things took that dark turn. No, right. It's So it can't, I can't help but feel like we're missing out on the husband's side of the story here because guys don't change their mind like that. He was clearly, he, guys don't just say, oh yeah, I'm, all for you being a stay-at-home mom and then just change their mind that just have you ever done that just flip just randomly just out of nowhere oh yeah you know what you go to work <laughs> no because i'm hard-headed and i have integrity <laughs> or, or hard-headed one of the two wow. okay okay it doesn't have to be this but for anything have you ever just changed your mind that quickly on anything without at least having gone through something yeah that, some sort of metamorphosis something yeah. right you know, and, and she gives very little details about why he would have said that. Do you know what I'm saying? So I can't yeah. help but feel like there's something missing there's, there. Yeah. yeah. And here's a couple thoughts on that. Okay. First of all, as you pointed out, she does point out, I am not a freeloader. Maybe he would disagree. Again, we don't know the story, but maybe he would. And secondly, like as you pointed out, maybe they don't want to lose the income, right? So if, if she's making more than he is, like substantially more, and it's not feasible. Maybe he lost his job through COVID, right? Mm-hmm. If it's not feasible for them to have any financials, well, he is like, say he's not working and she's going to work. We, she doesn't supply that information to us. I feel like that's a bit of a stretch, though, to assume that's the information that's omitted. But 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 do you agree that, that there has to be something and that those are two of one of the more likely options in the situation. Yeah, I think it's possible that this guy got a taste of working from home or being home and uh, liked liked the idea of not working. Maybe something going on with his job or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's, he, yeah, definitely doesn't want to work. And I think that your hypothesis of him making less money than her mm-hmm. 
is 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 valid. I could definitely see that happening. Feasible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, I, I would totally agree with you. This bum needs to get off his butt and uh, go work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what would um, what would you say as like say you didn't know the father, but you knew the mother, right? And yeah. she was asking for your advice and what she should do um, to to turn this ugly situation around and say that it was exactly as she described that there are no other outlying factors he just changed his mind um and that he could optionally provide for his family it's not he's choosing not to do that Mm -hmm. um what would you say to the mother that she could do to resolve this yeah i I think she's kind of in a tough spot Mm -hmm. um because without any income there's no income so it's not and like she there's a baby now yeah like it's not like they're both working mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it, or or she wasn't working and then she wanted to re-enter the, right there's the, the the problem is is that you know things could get unstable very fast so she's trapped mm-hmm. so i i think what i would advise her to do is try to get some counseling mm-hmm. and try to get him to go with some counseling too because this is definitely a major rift that they need to get solved sooner mm-hmm. than later mm-hmm. um because they, they are in a pickle. You can't just stop working mm-hmm. uh, in this scenario. So, yeah, get some counseling. Get See what he's what he's thinking as well because mm-hmm. they're not on the same page. Mm-hmm. And they had this agreement. And obviously, things, circumstances change. So what we might have agreed to a year ago might not be how we feel. Like, like, like we talked about, a mom might not want to, might want to stay at home even though she had planned to go back to work. Maybe she's when she's with her baby, she's like, you know what? I actually do want to stay at home. I don't want to go back to work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thing, things, minds do get changed. Maybe not so much for men as women. As do, <laughs> too, but um, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, I, you're probably right with that. Uh, I have a couple thoughts on that. Firstly, I, I feel like guys are a little bit prideful in that they don't like going to counseling. Yeah. And so I would see that as as one of the uh, one of the difficulties in that solution. Yeah. And another one might be that it would be difficult for the a. I don't think he'd go, but if he did go, what it would take to convince him that he needs to go back to work, right? How much he would have to own up to? Oh yeah, I should probably go back to work, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just I think that his his pride would probably be a big stumbling stone that could be there in that approach. Mm-hmm. So let me bounce an idea off you. An, ex- an extreme measure that this woman would be able to take. They have a baby. Um, and it has to be cared for. Yeah. What if she just quit her job? Because as you pointed out, she's in a tight situation, right? So maybe she sh- saves up a little bit. Maybe she opens up like a separate account that only she has access to so that she knows the baby will at least be cared for. Or maybe she... Um, Goes to some family members and asks them to financially support her through this, yeah. right? And she quits her job. So now, if the husband doesn't work, they will have no money, right? Now, he has a decision to make, right? Right. Either he goes back to work or he doesn't get to eat. <laughs> and he's not providing for his family. And and maybe this will jumpstart in him what ought to be there, that innate desire to provide. I, I think it, it, in that case, that's that is akin to I think the nuclear option. It is yeah. sort of like, hey, look, I'm going, I'm, I'm taking the baby, I'm moving out to, into my to my my parents' well, house. Well, well, not even that she has to move out. Like, I, what I if she what if she stays and just says, hey, I'm quitting my job. Okay, I'll but, live with you. I love what, you. But. What if they have shared accounts or or anything like shared food, like they have a refrigerator? Uh, like, well, like well, I mean, what's stopping him from like when she's asleep, uh-huh. tiptoeing into the <laughs> into the kitchen and and taking the uh, you know the the cheeses. 
Well, uh, right. So, so it would be like, um, like at her work, right? She would go to the like she would go to the bank, open up a separate account that only she has access to, right. and then tells her work, "Hey, I want you to deposit some money here." And this is just like the bare necessities of what she needs to provide for her child, right? Diapers, um, toy. I don't know toys. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. I haven't had a baby. <laughs> um, and then not like and and then quits her job right and so whatever savings that they have are going to start being depleted right so so in that shared account i'm assuming like if they're like an average household they might have maybe five grand saved up right that's how much they have and it's just going to start going down and the husband will have about a week (laughs) to decide that he wants to go back to work before they're out right Right. Uh, but I feel like you, you're still you're playing with a game of chicken, and mm-hmm. this mom seems, and of course we don't know the whole story, seems more responsible than he than he is, mm-hmm. and so she may get guilty faster. And Perhaps so. Pressured. Perhaps so. So, so it's, a, it's an interesting idea. I think moving out with the child is probably of the nuclear option would probably be the best thing because that mm-hmm. forces him to make a decision, and it doesn't force them to live in a toxic situation where they're both wondering which one is going to break first yeah yeah and she does say that she's holding into a lot of resentment and so yeah that might be a good option maybe just for now it's it's uh but yeah obviously something has to happen she can't continue to um right a lot of a lot of relationships fail right when you've lost respect for the other person Mm -hmm. so that that needs to be dealt with right as well Mm -hmm. whether she can use to go to work or whether she goes home she has to deal with that resentment issue. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, their <laughs> their marriage is going to be torpedoed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot at stake there, right? Because if the marriage fails, that's obviously very bad for the child. But I think that if she just somehow stuck through it, you know, if she said, no, I'm just going to stick with it, I'm going to live with the resentment, um, and somehow, by some miracle, the relationship survives with them mutually resenting each other, um, that the child wouldn't benefit from having a stay-at-home father. Uh, certainly not in that you know not in that toxic environment. Yeah, that, uh, that sounds like it's well, not just the toxic right. environment, but I think a mother has a lot more to offer a child than a father does at at a young age. Yeah, and I that's agree with that. and and so I think that I, I mean I'm sure there haven't been any studies done on on that, uh, but I I could only imagine that just. There's a lot at stake for this woman. Um, yeah. Not just for her and her relationship, but for her child. And yeah. um, So uh, what is our consensus on what she ought to do? I don't know. But what I'm going to do is if you're listening to this on Spotify or you can go to Spotify, I'm going to throw up a poll. And yeah. it says, who gives better relationship advice? Seth or me? <laughs> or neither of us? Or we should put this up as a poll and list our few options. Move out. Quit your job, seek a counselor, and you know, uh, yeah, see what who, see what the people think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a that's a good option. All right, so let's uh, let's go into scenario number two from Reddit. All right, hit this, me, Nathaniel. All right, my wife has gotten so upset that I shaved my beard. This man is thirty. I, I wish I had your problems, man. <laughs> All right, I grow facial hair pretty quickly. So it's not a big deal to grow it back. I shaved it when she was out of town. As soon as she saw me, she instantly got upset with me. She told me she doesn't even know who I am anymore. And I, 
<laughs> I should have spoken with her before I made a drastic change to myself. <laughs> I'm not sure if that is her way of calling me ugly. <laughs> uh, but I'm getting annoyed <laughs> that she is dragging this out. I shaved a week ago and hair is growing in, but she refuses to let me touch her, kiss her, or do anything affectionate. She barely... <laughs> She barely even wants to speak with me, regardless of what I say to her. Oh. She says I made a drastic decision without her, and she doesn't understand why I would shave my beard off without asking her first. I have never gotten upset when she has decided to dye her hair or cut her hair. She has been dramatic about things in the past year, but she usually gets over it in a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you read this so well, Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week now. When we first met, I had a beard, but it was shaved lower than what I have now, and I have shaved it down completely before about three times since we've been together, and she has never said anything about that during those times. All right, finally, I'm not sure what I'm asking for here, but any idea of how to go about the situation is welcome. All right, Seth, how are you fixing this guy's beard problem? How am I fixing his beard problem? I, I think this man, this man needs to continue cutting his beard <laughs> consistently <laughs> every day he just needs to shave it and make it as smooth as a baby's face because the, the day and age that we live in you know you hear it everywhere it it is his body and i believe that he ought to cut his own beard if he so wishes to and uh as for his wife women do tend to be a little bit dramatic but i can't help but just think like (laughs) man i I, women are just crazy i don't (laughs) she's going crazy i think i think she needs to go to a mental institution (laughs) she does she needs she needs to be locked up. <laughs> I don't know how else to say this. The she's crazy. <laughs> and 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 this gentleman, I I will be praying for him. I will be praying for him every single day, but he needs to cut his beard and when she starts getting angry at him, he just needs to say, "Honey." <laughs> Honey. <laughs> this is the new me and you need to love it <laughs> you need to love me for who i truly am and i am truly not santa claus <laughs> i am truly not a duck dynasty member <laughs> i am babyface yeah i uh i don't know what do you think nathaniel all right so i got a couple of thoughts <laughs> and uh my initial reaction is this dude must look like Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> and you're like, keep the beard, man. <laughs> keep the beard and cover up your face as much as possible. Um, and so I'm, I'm thinking, because he says he shaved it before and she hasn't had a blow up. Uh-huh. All right. So I'm thinking he put the COVID-19 on. And, you know, sometimes you have the beard. Oh, it covers yeah. up some of how bad things look. So, oh, and, uh, oh, oh. So by COVID nineteen, you mean the sitting on the couch watching Netflix for twelve hours a day, yeah, eating potato and, chips, and eating, and and gaining nineteen pounds. Yes. So I'm thinking his face is kind of, um, you know, 
<laughs> and uh, I'm thinking this beard is kind of like keeping some of that, uh, some of that in check. And so uh-huh. by you know what he probably needs to do is hop on the treadmill. <laughs> you know, stop eating the chips. Stop eating the Twizzlers. No, 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 no. Wait, Nathaniel. I've heard from a good source from my wife that women care less about physicality than men do. Sure, but if you have a face like Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> you want no, the face covered. No, covered. No, 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 no. I'm going to look it up right now. Women actually prefer the dad bod. No, I'm not kidding. You no, laugh. No, no, you laugh. That's okay, all right. okay, okay. Uh, do women, women prefer a dad bod? Google. Yes, here it is. Fatherly.com. <laughs> no. In, uh... <laughs> in 2017, the first study on the bodies of men found that 60... 69% of women find dad bods attractive, with 64% of men who have a dad bod saying they're confident and comfortable with their body. Today, the study says 70% of women like the dad bod and 69% of dads like their physique. Uh, I've got bad news for you and I, Seth. We're in trouble. <laughs> all right, all right. But, but let's let's drill down. What's really going on here? And... and... <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> uh, so if we really drill down, figure out some things that are not stated here but need to be stated, and that she has never reacted like this in the past. Mm-hmm. And here is my take, is it's not about the beard. It has it, nothing to do about the beard. And knowing women, you are absolutely correct. She, absolutely. She goes away on this week away or this weekend away with her gal friends. Mm-hmm. Who knows what happened? Who knows what maybe maybe she's sharing the burden with somebody else. Maybe 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 they they were driving home and they they killed a guy and, <laughs> and she has this guilt and she's just taking it out on her husband. Who knows? But something definitely happened on that trip. And so she comes home and she overreacts to the first thing she sees. It could have been it could have been his Duck Dynasty shirt. I don't know. Something. <laughs> some, something. You know, whatever. It was going to be something, no matter uh-huh. what it was. But it just happened to be the fact that he shaved his, his you know, his beard. He probably should have kept it, but... So, so... Well, I think you're onto something there, Nathaniel. And I don't think it necessarily has to be where she did something and she's taking it out on him that she was stressful. Usually, a weekend with the gals is great for women, I think. And so... Not this weekend. Uh, <laughs> but... I. I think you're right in that it's definitely not about the beard. And there might be something deeper going on where she feels like she isn't being included on part of his life, for sure. And that this is just the outside and what she's kind of latching on to because that's it's it's visible. It's physically visible on his face yeah. that he did not consult her in this thing. So perhaps he got a puppy without consulting her. Perhaps he... Um, got a big promotion at work and didn't talk to her about it maybe she's feeling excluded or from demotion right yeah a demotion she's feeling excluded from their relationship in some way and that it is coming out in this beard issue um i think you're onto something there i think that that is absolutely right i um so anyway sorry continue okay all right. <laughs> so my advice to him mm-hmm. is is um just try to be sensitive to your wife try to definitely grow that beard back uh as fast as possible (laughs) (laughs) and uh and try to figure out what what actually is the problem you know what is that nail that's in the forehead yeah it might take a lot of digging yeah could take more than you want but if you're and so 
I would say, you know, surfacey advice on Reddit. Mm-hmm. And that's why we. That's why we advise people yeah. to come here for yeah. their relationship advice. Right. Don't, don't, right. don't go on Reddit right. where you're just going to get surfacey answers. Yeah. We're, we're, we're we're not telling you this is the one quick fix. It's you got to do the work on this one. Right. Yeah. D- yeah. 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 Don't don't take your wife to a mental institution. That is not a quick fix. <laughs> I mean, it's a quick fix. An expensive but... one, maybe. Too. <laughs> yeah. I guess I should rephrase that. It is a quick fix, <laughs> but it is a not worthwhile one. <laughs> but um, oh, sorry. Um, yes, I just I had I had a good thought. Yeah, I, I think my wife loves to talk, and I find that if there's something, if I need to dig deep, having a nice sit down conversation and asking them to dig deep they usually comply and are willing to dig deep for you yeah. because you're showing that you're willing to talk to them about it. Right. And I, I, that's a problem with me mostly is that I don't like talking as much. Um, it's, it's not as fun for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't relate to it as much. And so um, it's not my natural way of, of trying to convey that there's an issue yeah. that, that is prevailing. And, and I think that that's definitely different with my wife. And so um, I found that, um, when there's an issue you basically just have to say hey look and just put it out there like look i'm willing to talk about it and and that's and that's the word they like talk mm-hmm. so use that word a lot yep. <laughs> yep. let's let's talk honey okay let's sit down just have a little talk yep i'll make you tea <laughs> and let's talk um and and they'll crack right open like a <laughs> Excellent. Well, we'll uh we'll definitely throw something up there on Spotify uh the poll to see uh you know who you, uh, you know, what, what solution you're driving with the most, and uh, please participate in that. Um, and and uh, and we hope that you've uh, you've been tracking with this uh, this conversation. Absolutely, it was an absolute pleasure. Uh, we are mixing it up a little bit for the first time, stepping away from uh, the movies and looking at some fads on TikTok. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely do this again, and we'll 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 uh, dive deeper into trends and fads. And uh, challenge more challenges. We'll do that. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, until def- next time, yeah, definitely check us out on on uh, an Apple Podcast or whatever you uh, you know. Give us a like or a five star rating. Uh, I hear that helps. I don't know how that helps, but yeah, do it. Yeah, I mean, if someone were crazy enough to keep listening to this over and over again, there might be someone who comes along and says, "Hey, look, we want you. We will give you money <laughs> <laughs> to to represent our product." To which we will say, we're above that when we're doing it. <laughs> and I would also say, look, if you made it this far into the podcast, you owe it to us to give us that rating. <laughs> you heard it from him, folks. <laughs> Nathaniel said that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, every- thank you for listening, everyone. This is Seth. And this is Nathaniel. And this has been The Thad Duck.